Assalamu alaikum. Welcome to another episode of Half Insight. My name is Naima. And this is Hafsa. And today we have a special guest with us. Yes. Guess who? <laughs> <laughs> the one and only. The one and only. You guys haven't had any, any other guests, right? No. Yeah, period. Poops. There you go. It's Z in the building. Z in the house. <laughs> Welcome, Zaina. We are thank so you. happy to have you for another episode. Thank you, thank you. We love hearing your perspectives. Our main goal, I guess, for this episode is to just do kind of like a recap of all the episodes that we filmed and just do a yearly reflection, you know, because reflection is super important. You guys you guys think I should uh, take the, the hosting chair from them and uh, interview them today? I think that's the vibe oh my we're going to go for. I think that would be awesome. I'm going to interview you guys about podcast and this year okay, yeah let's take that spin you know, it's on in it. december you know the month of reflection i think there you go all right it's crazy december and january are just very harsh months you know new yeah. year's reflection and then just the whole it's yearly cold, recap seasonal depression it's just a lot it's a lot. The sun. a lot of change that people want to do and then so much influences to change just in general all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna use their podcast and their equipment and their time <laughs> to live out my dream of having a podcast. So um, we'll start off with like, what do you? What's your favorite thing about the about this year? What was your like best experience or like the most rewarding thing that's happened for you this year? Um, I think I'll reflect first on um, my favorite episode that we filmed. Mm, okay, let's start there. Yeah. So. Um, I would say my favorite episode that we filmed was Society and Secularism. And this is a really fun like topic for me to think about, not only because it really makes me think about how I can, you know, not only practice my deen, but also like take the good parts of like the society that we live in and leave the bad. Um, so that's one reason why I really enjoyed that episode. Another reason was because I was able to talk about something that I am currently afraid of. So <laughs> Your big fear. <laughs> my big fear, my current big fear, uh-huh. which is pretty much anything to do with, like, astrology and, like, Zodiac <laughs> signs. And Zodiac signs. Card reading. Yeah, and here's the thing. Like, you, got, you guys might think, like, why are you afraid of that? Like, why? But here's the thing, too. I feel like because it has such, like, it's such, like, a no-no in our religion. Yeah, magic. Like, magic and, like, any of that is, like, so, like, bad. It's considered, like, shirk, you know? Um, Because of that, I'm afraid of it. And the fact that it's, like, being shoved down. Everywhere. It's everywhere. everywhere. Very prevalent. Especially on TikTok. Oh, my God. Which I had to delete a few times because <laughs> I was overwhelmed. No, <laughs> the algorithm got to my girl, you guys. No, let me tell you something. I don't know how it found me out, to be honest. Let me tell you something. Every time I hang out with you, I go on TikTok and the ads I get are for the palm reading thing. And I never, I've scrolled so fast so many times. Why are you telling her this? Because Why I'll, are you sharing this? She's always talking about it. Now so I'm going to think there's something wrong with me. Am I attracting bad energy let me or tell something? You something. I need you to. Stop mentioning them because every time I get that palm reading thing and then you know how it's like calculating a fake person's palm, I scroll so fast before I see the results. I'm like, stop, 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 stop. stop. The I'm funny like, thing is today we went to like a coffee shop and we saw palm reading stuff. It's crazy. The funny thing is 
they're advertising it differently now. It was a Christian science reading area. Reading room. <laughs> it was a reading room. They, now it's like different They're finding ways are, to include religion yeah, in it. Because yeah. I feel like they've seen the business. They were like... They see the business, they honestly. They were like, people are paying money to for fortune tellers. There's some so, revenue in it. Yeah, so they were like... But I, I really like that episode because I think it highlights that you can be in this society and be modern and still have your religion, which I think is sometimes hard to put together because society works so hard to separate like Dean from like science or Dean from like new technology or Dean from you know like modern um, and new inventions is um, they work very hard to make it clear of religion and of God so yeah and another thing is like just for us right now and where we are uh, are where we're all at in our careers and everything it's like we're in the professional world, but then we're visibly Muslim, and we're yeah. coexisting with our coworkers, and there's like all these events and these mixers and stuff like that. Yeah. And it's like we know where to draw the lines, and you know we know our boundaries and stuff like that. And like if we didn't build our identity through that, we yeah. would be kind of lost with just the whole mix-up. Yeah, I agree. Like you have to be very aware of, like what actually the society is going like what's happening with secularism and its goals and the way it infiltrates our brains and the things that we interact with on a daily basis are all is just going to take you slowly inch by inch if you don't if you're not aware of it and the crazy thing is wallahi like i feel like in the past even just like a few years ago things like um you know, like the tarot card readings or any of that, you know, like... They um, were hush-hush. It was very hush-hush. It was very, like, kept to the side or whatever. Astrology. I think the main thing people maybe knew about was their zodiac signs, but that it wasn't didn't... wasn't even, like... It wasn't even to the extent mainstream. of... Yeah, it wasn't even to the extent of, like, oh, you're a Virgo, so you do this, this, and this, you know? Yeah. Like, and I think that's what we we're all comfortable with, and we never were able to reflect and question, like, how it affected our lives because it didn't really mean anything to us, you yeah. know? But now it's, like, everything is, like, so, you, you remember know, popular, you, you know? I think when I was in high school or, like, back, like, maybe five, uh, eight years ago, it used to be in the newspaper in a section, and it used to be, like, what's happening for in on this week for this like it used to be like you're gonna find something nice it used to be like you know the fortune Ooh, the cookies horoscope the horoscopes like it was like maybe like uh four inches on the newspaper they used to fill space and it would be like oh if you're a tourist uh, you're gonna find good for you're gonna find something cool today like little things but no one ever paid any attention to it and now people use it as personality traits and the thing is well i like I have pe- I've had people ask me like what's your what like what's your sign? Yeah. And then like me just saying, "Oh, you know, like I'm a Capricorn." It's like, "Oh, interesting." And then like they never talk to me again. Do I like you know what I mean? Or so it's like You know what I hate you when you d- meet new people and they're like, "Let me guess your sign." Yeah, that too like, "Oh, you're a Capricorn, right?" Like, what does that mean? You're giving this energy. Boy, if you don't. Please, you like absolutely. <laughs> Society. Yeah, like please move over. Stop. No, I, I, see, I see all the time. Like, literally yesterday, I was talking to my coworker. I'm like, I need you to get it together and like stop being so indirect, and put your foot down. And she was like, But I'm a Libra. I was like, What? <laughs> Sweetie, I need you no, to stop using so that true. as a personality and trait. Like, and it, the the funny thing is, it's that like each of these signs, like they give people or they put people in a box, you know. Yeah. And I totally am against the fact that people can fit into boxes yeah like you can honestly just be whatever you want to be do what you want to do 
and don't limit yourself b- based on your zodiac sign. The time of year you were born. Yeah, okay. which crazy. it's crazy, you know. May Allah protect us. That mm-hmm. was my favorite episode because I was a- able to reflect on it, but then it also talked about, you know, my fear. <laughs> fear unlocked, okay? Uh, yeah. <laughs> so what was your favorite episode? Um, my favorite episode was... I think it was the second or the first. I think it was the first. It was the about time and qadr. Yes. It's just something that I've been really reflecting on. I guess like for a while now. I feel like I've been reflecting on it since pre-COVID, like before graduation and stuff like that. Mm. And it's, I don't know, it just put a lot of things into perspective for me in terms of time and just overall growth. And it's been like a huge part of my growth. So I just really loved it and just understanding time and upholding time. It's just beautiful. I don't even yeah. know what else to say about it, honestly. It was a good I just love that episode. It was a great episode. It was um it was the start of the podcast. What was your favorite episode? I honestly can't pick. I can't pick. I think I was on an episode that's talking about death, um and um the illusion of this life and I am kind of crazy. I will admit, and I'm fascinated by, like, death and grief and pain and, like, those kinds of, like, really deep human feelings and emotions. Like, I'm really obsessed with that because I feel like our society and, like, the world we live in works really hard to separate us from what life actually is. It's, like, the lives we live, if you go and you just go about your day and you don't really sit down and reflect and look at who we are and what we are and why we're on this earth and why we were created. Like, I feel like the life we live works really hard to distract us from those core things. Like, people, I feel like a lot of people don't have a purpose. And, Mm -hmm. like, looking at death and grief and, like, allowing yourself to grieve, like, and allowing yourself to feel emotions and understand, like, we only live for a short amount of time, I think opens up and lets you find your purpose and actually find meaning in your life. Yeah. And I agree. I feel like society just puts us to like avoid the yeah, true reality. The big questions. The big questions in life. And I feel but like. But I think that also ties into secularism. Like, that's the it whole really point. It really does, yeah. Because I, f- I feel like I know a lot of people now, like in our age group, like that are not religious, and they have like big identity crisis. They're like, what's the point of living? Why am I here? Why are we on this big rock? Like, that's literally what they'll say. Like, why are we on this big rock, meaning earth, and just like here? Like, why were we born? Like, I feel like, so, society works really hard to get us to a place where we don't acknowledge those deep questions about, like, the fact that we will all, there's no human being that has survived death. Like, everybody dies, and, like, somehow that's something we don't think about. And then we look for purpose, and we look for meaning in things outside of the deen. You know, that's, like, very well explained to us already in our deen. But we try to look for outside factors, say science and stuff but like that. But then you you see it's that crazy. it doesn't it doesn't fulfill that purpose we have as human beings because no, Allah an says answer. I created you for worship and literally nothing else can fill you the way worshiping Allah will. Be it money, be it um, being famous. Sometimes those are the saddest people, the most lonely people in the world are the people with the money, the people with the fame, the people like if you thought worldly things would get you somewhere, look at the people who have it all and somehow they're the least happy, they're the least fulfilled. Yeah, and I feel like that's, it's the goal of shaitan, you know, yeah. to distract us mm-hmm. from our true purpose, you know. And I feel like with our, within our society, you know, we're taught, like, your, your goal in life is to get a good job. Yep. It's to work, you know. It's the whole idea of, like, capitalism. Yeah. And fuel into capitalism and just kind of, like, forget 
you know, what you're really here for. You know yeah. what I mean? So, like, even things like, for example, like nursing homes, you know? Yeah. The whole idea of them is, you know, since older people generally, quote-unquote, older people are closer to death than younger people. Let's, get, let's hide them. Let's hide them. Let's put them in nursing homes. Let's not worry about them. And let's continue to live our lives the way we want to live them. Yeah. And the whole idea of also life expectancy, you know, it's like your life expectancy in America is like, I don't know, like 70, some 78 or 79. Yeah. And it's you're going to if you live a normal life, you're generally going to live up to 79 years old. And it's like you're not promised that. Yeah, you really aren't. But even even then, like they're I feel like people are planning to not think about death until they get, like, a, a bad health diagnosis or, like, death is very prominent mm-hmm. that they plan on. You know, that's a problem for my 60s. That's Crazy. a problem for my 70s. Or when you get a diagnosis of a, a terminal condition or, like, you realize, oh, my heart's failing now. Like, I only have a few years left. That's the first time they consider death, and that's who they leave death to. And another thing, like, on the opposite side of life expectancy is the prolonging of life, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And just, it's like, same thing with through the nursing homes or through lo- long-term cares. And it's just like, okay, this person's brain dead, right? Yeah. But then at the same time... Why are we keeping them on a ventilator? Why are we keeping them on a ventilator, too? Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's those ethical questions that, say, if you're working in the field, it's like none of your business. But at the same time, you look at how society works and how those services bring in so much money mm-hmm. because just nursing homes and, like, ventilator care areas... Are, are just like they bring in so much revenue and you're like wow is this why we're keeping these people alive are these, are these why we're having these services provided for yeah. them it's just you're just avoiding dealing with just death and also it's like really not the person at that time because that person is brain dead or not awake it's also the family that doesn't want to like grieve or let go too you yeah. know what i mean the human mind is very curious and there's always going to be an extension to certain things but it's like where do we draw the line and then also where does the ethics Mm-hmm. boundaries stand in terms of like money versus quality of life and quality care too you know what I mean yeah. it's like there's no quality in life y- with the certain you know, extensions that we're doing with all these devices that we have on this person all these holes that are poked into them in order to get nutrition in order to let out urine all these little things yeah. you're just it's so scary just to see people suffering and it's like are they really living or are they suffering yeah I think this conversation reminds me of one of my favorite books. It's called uh, Being Mortal by Atul Gwande. And it's a bunch of essays um, that he's written about different patients who's who had such an issue grappling with death. But, uh, but in his book, I think he touches on the way society views death and how sometimes it's not even the patient that wants to prolong life because um, it's not going to add quality to their life. It just adds um, quantity. But he also touches on how the healthcare system doesn't reward or doesn't allow for patients to have that respect and that um, determination. And sometimes um, doctors and healthcare providers and surgeons will not allow a patient to pass or um, allow someone to choose um, to let go of this world because it doesn't add to their, oh, it messes with their um, surgery success rates or like healthcare isn't the healthcare field doesn't allow for them to like hey let's let's sit down and really talk about your options and value the quan- the quality of life you're going to have if you do this procedure versus if you don't you know and i think the whole idea is they're playing on people's fears mm-hmm. which is death yeah. for the most part people you know 
if they don't have like an established religion, for the most part, they fear death. Yeah. You know, even those who do have a, um, you know, an established religion, they still don't know what's going to happen, you mm-hmm. know, after they die. Right. So, like, the whole idea of like the human body is like a car, mm-hmm. and you can replace anything that doesn't work anymore is still very prevalent, you know, in order to, they're trying to, like, prevent death or prolong it as much as they can. And realistically, that's impossible. Right. Because have you ever seen an immortal human? No. No, it doesn't It, happen. like, literally has mean. never happened. Yeah. Like, today you could get a lung transplant and tomorrow you could die in a car accident. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's, like, it's not, it doesn't correlate for yeah. me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just think that removing religion like makes you not have established and stable morals and values so like the bar's always moving like with whatever society feels whatever they want like whatever the majority does if, like if your values are not established somewhere and written down and very strong and like a foundational thing for you i feel like the bar's always moving and it's mm-hmm. hard to keep up with society's and wants and needs always easily swayed mhm yeah literally I agree, I agree. Yeah. The beauty of Islam is that, like, we're just, you know, I feel like, especially if you have, like, a lot of reflection and introspective thought, you're, you know exactly what's going to happen. So you're not fearing it, you know? Yeah. And you worked hard, you, if, especially if you worked hard on this dunya, like, with your deeds and, you know, being good to people and all that. Like, I don't feel like you fear death as much as someone who, you know, has no idea what's happening yeah, after they die. exactly. Or thinks they're just going to turn into dirt. Exactly. Yeah. And just decompose, and that's the end of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. Um, what do you guys, uh, switching gears here, um, what was, what do, you, what do you think the most rewarding thing of having this podcast? Because I know this was a passion project for you two this year. Um, what was the most rewarding, um, like, what, what was, like, maybe touch on like what was your idea and your expectation of what this podcast would do and then what it did yeah so I feel like my idea for this podcast or at least our idea it kind of stemmed from just us having normal conversation you know yeah like I love like reading something and then thinking about what could this mean Mm -hmm. you know what could it truly mean or just having my own interpretation of something, even if it generally doesn't have any other meaning, mm-hmm. you know? And through that, I feel like we realized, like, we would always have these conversations. We, were, we would send each other, like, podcast recommendations or YouTube videos or just something we really found, like, I don't know, interesting, interesting or rewarding. And we would send each other that and then, like, have a phone call conversation about it. And we would, like, talk and talk and talk and, be like, we would be like, wow, like, this is so amazing. Yeah. And we just kind of thought, like, why not share our conversations with more people, yeah. you know? Like, I feel like we benefited so much from just you know, talking through things that we felt like other people could maybe benefit from them as well, you know, Mm -hmm. or maybe we could motivate someone else to have those introspective thoughts that like they weren't able to have before or they didn't think to have before. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think the same goes for me (laughs) because these conversations are conversations that I would have with all my friends, I think. Bugzainas, Naima, mm-hmm. randomly, like almost 
like at 11 o'clock. She, like, uh, Mike, she likes to have these conversations in the middle of the night. Yes. <laughs> and I would like to say. If it's not at the middle of the night, then I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> What's going on? And it's really not the middle of the night. You I guys. like to Let's say. Let's be serious. It's okay. closer to midnight. It's like at 10 o'clock. Is that not okay? the middle of the night? It's called midnight. <laughs> it's 10 o'clock. Okay. The, I don't be calling y'all after midnight. That's true. But I have to say I am a usually in bed by 9 p.m. kind of gal. Same, same. So, um, and I read. So sometimes like I'd be caught up in a book like in the middle of the night and I don't even know what time it is and my phone rings and I'm like uh oh and then we'll be on the phone for like an hour or two just talking about some something like deep but I think I'll talk I'll talk about what was most rewarding for this podcast for me just as a listener and as a friend to Naima and Hafsa I think I think this podcast really truly like um, impacted me a lot this year because I feel like it gave me permission to expect from people in my life to have these deep conversations because I feel like I'm a deep person and I I need like I need you to I need reflection and I need um, like these deep um, personal conversations with people in my life to feel connected to them and before I just kept that part to myself of, of who I was and the connection that I needed and I read my books and I listened to my podcast but now I feel like I'm I'm like you know what these are conversations people can have and not feel like they're bogged down or it's too heavy because like I used to shut that part of myself off to a lot of people and just be the light airy jokey friend and like now I feel like this podcast has given me or allowed myself to give myself the permission to really expect these deep true conversations from people in my life. Now that you reflect like that and you say it out loud I feel like I've always been like that I don't know if you guys have seen it. I feel like in all of, like my friendships, I would ask these questions. I wouldn't yeah. like shy away of like texting somebody something like a question that's really deep or just mm-hmm. asking. And I feel like even when we went out to eat or with yeah. friends stuff like that, I was always the one starting like the deeper conversations. Yeah, you're like, uh, I was like, let's I want on this. Let's yeah, take this apart. Yeah, like picking at people's brains and mm-hmm. seeing what they think and then sharing my thoughts on yeah. that. I never really was a small talk person. Mm-hmm. I would just try to get to like the root cause of things and yeah. like analyze situations. I'm a very yeah big on like psychoanalysis it's bad <laughs> it's really bad because i will tell you from where a problem started to what led to like it to where room, it ended where it ended what are the what are the stakes what are the different branches of it yeah every she really does a research possible project. outcomes like i'll have two or three possible outcomes yeah and one of them will happen you guys yeah but it's i think very I bad think, i think this podcast really did inspire me to think okay these are things that you can expect from people in your life and these are conversations that you should have with yourself first so that you can have them with people around you and that it isn't it isn't killing the mood or it isn't um, you can't have fun while but having you're not deep asking, reflection. You're not asking too questions. much from Yeah, you're not asking too much and from people And me and Zainab these... recently had a conversation and we were just reflecting on just emotional vulnerability mm-hmm. and just what we want out of friends and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it just validated that for me. Mm-hmm. So I was just like, yeah, I never really thought about it too deeply, but it's just something that I always re- required in friendships or yeah. like I portrayed in my own like being a friend, you know? Yeah. So I was just like, it's interesting like this to is, think this about is it a like need this. of mine that yeah. I didn't know. I never acknowledged it, but then I always acted on it. Yeah. I, I don't know if that makes sense. And then I like withdrew from places or people that I didn't think that I was getting that. Yeah. You know? So I think it's really nice to hear that like you were able to, you know, kind of get this out of the podcast mm-hmm. because I felt like as like a person who was recording the podcast, like I wasn't expecting that somebody would, you know, be able to 
you know, implement this in their lives to the extent of like expecting this from people. Yeah. And I think it's it's kind of important. Like if something if something like um, you know, in like deep reflection yeah. means something to someone mm-hmm. in order to sustain like a friendship of you know, like even like family or for some or like I require it in my life to find connection. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So in that case, like I feel like it just kind of opens your eyes mm-hmm. to like what yeah. what relationships what, weren't yep, fulfilling exactly, that, you know? Exactly. And like you're just more aware now. Yeah. And I feel like that continues to add to your reflection and your mm-hmm. introspection. And like I feel like that that opened like a big chapter of myself like I learned a lot about myself and what I require from relationships and what I because I am so introvert, introverted, which is so odd to people that know me, because I am one of the, so social. <laughs> I'm the most social people you probably know, but I am very introverted. And for conversations and hangouts and events and um, social environments to not drain me, I need that deep connection. Yeah. And a lot of times in group settings, like that's missing. And I never understood why I'd always feel so drained or like I yes. need to not talk to anybody for two days after going out. So I that think is I so learned beautiful to hear. That is so nice yeah. because I also have like the same problem. You know, it's it's not necessarily a problem. Problem, but, like, but you're learning you know, about yourself. I'm learning about myself, and it's like certain situations when I'm hanging out with people, it's like I do feel drained. You know, yeah, you go home and you're like, you're bro, just like, I can't talk to anybody for I don't, 24 hours. Yeah, or even more to be yeah, honest. I'm just like, days. I need like a social break. Yeah, you know, but it's like. That is so true, and I feel like most of the majority, if not all of those like situations, I was surrounded with people where I wasn't able to, you know, we we're just having pretty much superficial conversations. Small talk. Small talk, you know, just very like, it doesn't hi, how are me. you, good, good. Yeah. Like, you know, just to really, you know. Yeah, or like getting down. caught up on life. Yeah, and or just like or... reflection on life. It wasn't like, you know, how have you really been? Yeah, what you are know? you struggling with? What are what you struggling with? And on? it's like maybe even those relation, those like relationships that I had, they weren't even a place where I could foster those conversations, right. or it was awkward, or like you couldn't share we... from yourself too because yeah. I didn't feel safe. I didn't feel safe enough to like share, share those what spaces. I was struggling yeah. with, or what I what is something I'm working on, or something I'm reflecting on. Exactly, like your views weren't welcome, or your deep reflection wasn't welcome mm-hmm. at all. And then another thing that I've been doing just to evaluate certain like encounters and stuff like that, I've been like mindful of like how I'm feeling afterwards. Yep after the encounters or after before, and during, up. after yep before during and after and I'm just like how was I going into this mm-hmm. before and then how was I during how was I acting how are my emotions what kind of nonverbals were was I giving off mm-hmm. y'all it's a deep reflection <laughs> it's bad oh, and then afterwards I'm literally like how do I feel after mm-hmm. this am I able to function am I able to still interact with people did I feel like did I have a ha- happy do time I feel fuller? did I enjoy did I enjoy myself during that time mm-hmm. have I gained something out of it like were we able to be vulnerable with each other things little things yeah. like that that really change your mood after like am I, ti- am I tired or am I energized after yeah like am I hopeful of a situation did I figure something out did I help someone today mm-hmm. with the situation did right. they help me certain little things and it doesn't always have to or be or did help. I connect more with someone did I we share yeah. yeah did we share about some did we share about something that we really both care about or are we looking forward to something? Mm-hmm. How was that? What were the emotions that yeah. were happening before, after, and during? Mm-hmm. So it's just some great pieces of reflection if y'all ever want to implement. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I think it helped it helped a lot with um, your self-awareness and what you 
what you need, what you want, what are things that you want to implement more in your life, what is something you want to prioritize. Like, because sh- I, I feel like you learn a lot about yourself the more you reflect and the more you, like, recognize, oh, this makes me feel this way. Uh, maybe I should do this less. Or maybe this is something that I find really fulfilling. Maybe I should do this more. Yeah, I really enjoyed this conversation, honestly. And I think it just challenges all of us to question every single encounter that we have, which yeah. is a good thing, you know? Which I think that's what, like, something our dean requires us of. Like, at the end of every day, um, like, you ask yourself, what edu did I earn today? What dumbi did I earn today? What is something I have to ask forgiveness for? What was something that I have to apologize for? Did I mistreat someone? And I think that reflection... Um, that reflection gives us a lot. Like, that reflection is something that's required a lot of us in our D. Always. Um, just to wrap up, Zainab, I'm going to take <laughs> the Those. role from take you. Take it back. It's yours. Um, I just, just want to ask it. one question for everybody, if you could answer real quick, because mm-hmm. we're kind of short on time. But, like, just a yearly recap of a reflection that you had on your own mm-hmm. that pretty much sums up your year like okay. what was something that really impacted you this year that kept you going that you were able to reflect on or a change that you made in your life yeah. due to like reflection outcomes and stuff like that um i i think this year i really truly realized like i was reading a lot about like spiritual health and like not even from like muslim and islamic resources but just in general like how um you being a uh, person who believes in faith like helps your mental health and i think i've had a pretty difficult year but like you couldn't tell from my mental health and from my spiritual health because i really truly now have cemented like if your heart is truly content in allah's qadr and allah's plan like nothing nothing can shake you like quite literally nothing can shake you so i think this year i like learned the strength of actually having belief in Allah's qadr and having tawakkul in Allah and that he's going to take care of you. I love that. I love that for you. Yeah, um, I also feel like I learned that as well this year, but just to choose something else. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like this year I was able to see situations in front of me, of like, for example, situations that other people were going through, and I was able to give, like, every single person the benefit of the doubt mm. which i think was is really important for me because i feel like as humans we have the tendency to judge people you mm-hmm. know and not saying that i was like always out here judging mm-hmm. people and whatnot but it's like if any situation happened i would or if like let's say my siblings like told me something i would always like say hey maybe this this and this happened yeah or maybe this, this, and this happened. Because at the end of the day, like, I feel like people go through struggles, you know, and people find a lot in their own way, mm-hmm. you know? So Absolutely. it is not my job to be thinking about what they could have done or what they did or anything of mm-hmm. that sort. It's just kind of leaving it to Allah. Yeah. And just, you know, always looking on the bright side for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Love your reflections, you guys. Yeah, because you never um, know people's intentions. That's, you that's a good truly one. Truly, don't. Um, I think I relate to both of you guys. I think it's definitely like I've changed in both of those areas along the year. Um, biggest thing for me 
is I'm very proud of you guys. But it's basically time and qadar. And I feel like it's mostly like understanding Allah's timing and just time in general, as well as yaqeen. And mm-hmm. um, allowing yourself to be certain with the uncertainty yeah. that we're all living in and accepting that for what it is and not placing expectations and your so-called rights over Allah's timing. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I should and would and could. Like, those are things that I've dropped a long time ago. I feel like I've been working on it since, like, before 2016. Mm-hmm. And it's just things that really allowed me to reflect on time, specifically, like, just being certain that Allah got you through it yeah. all. You know what yeah. I mean? He's that's what you're you. certain in. Yep, yeah, that's, that's what you're certain but in. Allah. Yep, that Allah always has you and it will always be by your side because the same God that's testing you today is the same God that's going to get you through it, you know? Mm-hmm. And another pivotal point with time and just being certain with the uncertainty is reflection. That really, really helped me. And just, like, reflecting that at, we should be reflective every day and every moment. You know what I mean? That's what I really... And being just mindful... And this little quote <laughs> that I wrote for my little sister on her birthday card was just like a highlight of my year, you guys. It was basically saying, live your bir- live life every day like it's your birthday. Yeah. Live life every day like it's your birthday. I have to say it again. But anyways, just being like reflective, because we reflect on our birthdays, right? Mm-hmm. We reflect on like certain pivotal changes in our life, like big life changes. What do you want for yourself? Yeah, like yeah. before a job, starting a job, after starting a job, before graduating, after graduating, before mm-hmm. starting like Any a, big anything. We always like say, hey, what's this? What's that? And it's like, what if we did that every single day, which yeah. we are supposed to do as Muslims, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Reflecting and being thankful at night and in the morning. And it's just like, do we take it into account? Yes, we say alhamdulillah, but it's like, is our tongue connected with our hearts and stuff like that? So that's been a really great, like, additive to my thought process and growth. So, yeah. Well, thank you guys so much for sharing your perspectives. And thank you to all the people who listen to our podcast. Honestly, we are so thankful to have you listening to our perspectives i guess um and thank you zainab so much for coming on again you're literally our unofficial third member <laughs> i'm uh, happy Wait, to be no she's coming aboard you guys 2022 yeah. she's aboard after this zainab you're on the team bro I don't know inshallah inshallah about. No, but we really, really appreciate you guys. We appreciate you guys for pushing us to record, mm-hmm. asking us when we're going to upload and stuff like that, all the feedback and the comments that you guys have been making. They're all really heartfelt, and we really appreciate you guys. So thank you guys so much. Yes, so. Inshallah, guess, here's to a new year. Yeah, here's to inshallah. the new year. Inshallah, 2022, we'll have some good, you know, episodes coming, inshallah. So stay tuned. So yeah, I guess we're signing out. Assalamu alaikum. Peace, you guys.